What's up, gamers, and welcome to Lost at Sea Gaming. I am Hulking Yoda, the captain of this ship, the SS Gamer, and you have just entered my captain's quarters, my weekly gaming update show where I discuss my favorite gaming news topic of the past week, discuss what games I've been playing, give tips on some of those games, as well as issue a weekly relevant gaming-related decree. This week, I was extremely excited to hear about all of the new and exclusive next-gen features coming to NBA 2K21 and can't wait to talk about them. So let's dive into my news catch of the week. Gamers, I am a huge basketball fan. Grew up playing basketball, watching basketball, love the sport. I also happen to love playing video game basketball. And I had been on a video game basketball hiatus for quite a few years leading up to last year where I finally got back into the fray with NBA 2K20. And I absolutely loved it. Now, a lot of you out there may have already been playing the NBA 2K franchise for years and experiencing a lot of the things that I experienced for the first time last year. But for me, a lot of this stuff is still very new. So this year... This past week, for 2K21, the next-gen version specifically, the PS5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S versions of the game, it's going to have exclusive features. And this past week, 2K Sports released a trailer showcasing probably the biggest undertaking that they've ever done in any of their sports games, uh, specifically, obviously, NBA. And what that is, is the city. And what I mean by the city is, if you followed NBA 2K since 2014, they've had some form of this. And what this is, is kind of a multiplayer community for NBA 2K players. And it started out as the park. And then it's upgraded into the neighborhood. And then now it's upgraded yet again to the city. And just as its name says, it is in fact an entire city for you as your creative player to explore. And I just absolutely love this. Uh, there's so many different things that you can do. There was already a lot of things you could do in the neighborhood. Pick up games, go to the Gatorade shop and do some workouts to get your guy ready for the next game, buy some stat boosters and Gatorade, there was just so many different things. Uh, a lot, a lot of fun. Things that I would have never have imagined that I would be doing in any sports game uh, at all, to be honest with you. So to see that they've taken it a step further and expanded it into an entire city is insane. Now, this city is going to be comprised of four districts that are each run by a rival affiliation. And each affiliation, what I think is really cool, and I get really into theming, guys. You, you know this from listening to my show. Each affiliation has its own theming and aesthetic. For a few examples, we have the Beasts from the East, the Northside Knights, and honestly, my personal favorite, the South City Vipers. Uh, they're green, which is my favorite color. Vipers, the logo looks cool, name sounds cool. So I'm all about the Vipers. Hopefully, you can choose which affiliation you want at the beginning. Uh... 
I will accept whatever I get placed in, but I, I really hope that you have the option to choose which district you want to go into because I will be going straight to the South City Vipers. Now, the really cool thing about this, though, is you can't just hop into the city mode and choose a district. You actually, every single player who jumps into this, they start out in Rookieville. That's right. Rookieville is the name of the, the, the city, the town. And it's actually a dock community uh, is what it's been described as by 2K. And you're going to have to prove yourself. I, we are going to have to prove ourselves against other my player rookies in order to gain access to the city. And that's actually pretty cool. I just, I am kind of intimidated by what it is that I have to do or we have to do to prove ourselves because, uh, I mean, if what is it? A pickup game, a three on three and the winners go in, the losers have to try again and you have to play until you win. Or is it a one-on-one -on -one kind of thing? Game of 21? I, I, I don't know. I just, I, there's a, so many different things floating through my head right now and... I have not seen anything from 2K saying what exactly it is that you have to do to enter the city. Now, the city, it also actually houses an event center, which is very similar to a, a kind of a event center they had in the neighborhood. Uh, it's a, a But in this city, it's actually this giant shining monolith where all new and returning events that you can participate in, they're going to be held. And there are competitions between affiliations. Uh, there's LED screens on the outside of it and the lighting that's going on. It's going to change with the mood of the event center, depending on the occasion, on the holiday that's happening, all these different things, really, really cool stuff. And another huge announcement that was completely out of left field to me was the fact that there's going to be single-player quests in this game. There is actually a system in this city for a single-player quest system with NPCs that are all around the city. It's going to be involving three versus three games, and it's just a, another way to encourage you to explore the city, is what 2K is saying, which, I'm sorry, gamers, but I, I don't need any extra encouragement at this point. I am 100% I am sold. Woo! That is awesome. Uh, I, I just, I can't wait to dive into this. Uh, there's even more features. I'll just kind of name off a few here. There's going to be a remade Gatorade training facility. The one that I mentioned earlier from the neighborhood, it returns, but it's actually been updated. Players can now beef up their athletes, uh, or rent and rent courts, actually rent courts for uninterrupted play before you couldn't rent the court for yourself for a specified time. You, you had to just kind of deal with who was there. So now they actually give you the option to rent the court for uninterrupted play. It's pretty cool. Uh, you're going to have larger four versus four and five versus five courts. They also, of course, they had to have a Kobe Bryant tribute court that features his snakeskin design for the Mamba and uh, a really cool looking large mural that overlooks the court and the video, the trailer they showed, uh, you got a real quick glimpse of it. it looked really cool. Um, now, after you do win 10 affiliation games, one really cool thing is the reigning team's ball. It's actually going to catch on fire NBA jam style. And it's going to kind of act as sort of like a, like think of the bat signal. And uh, it's going to call other players to potentially want to challenge you like, Oh, okay. So you're, you're the top dog. All right, let's go see if we can take this guy on. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool. Hopefully it works that way. 
Pink Diamond Plaza is this new place. It's all neon pink infused. And it's this court where the My Team Triple Threat Mode is housed. So I can't wait to hear more about what that actually is. Uh, obviously, just like in the neighborhood, in the park, you have uh, apparel stores where you can purchase cosmetics for your player avatars. Uh, obviously, you're going to have Nike, Jordan, Adidas, all kinds of different brands. Converse, I think I saw in there. Uh, the bottom line is, if you are a player and you're looking to dive back into the returning affiliations feature, it's going to be randomly assigned uh, to you after you prove yourselves in Rookie Land, uh, or Rookieville, I'm sorry. But you can file for a transfer, uh, which is going to set your reputation back, though, to square one. Uh, now, players are going to earn more rep points by playing games on their affiliations courts. Uh, and each affiliation can also complete a compete in Rival Day Conquests and Rival Day Championships, uh, which are events to crown a faction as the kings of the city. That sounds really, really cool. Uh, and certain players can actually get this be elected mayor of their affiliations borough. And they're actually responsible for creating hype videos. They're going to play on these Jumbotron screens that are spread throughout the city that they can choose from custom playlists, court mural designs, uniform selections. Guys, this is this is insane. An insane amount of content. And Visual Concepts, the developer, they say they're actually pre-selecting the first round of mayors, though. Uh, but each mayor will be a recognizable face from the NBA 2K community. Uh, and mayors in general will be changing every six weeks. Oh, man, guys, there is a ton of info there. And I am just, uh, I, I love going over it numerous times because there's just so much to dissect there. And for someone like myself, also gaming with Mr. C's, Mr. C, uh, I know he is very, very excited for these features as well. Uh, me and him have already talked about trying to get together and maybe doing a, a weekly or every, maybe two games a week, a weekly game. However it works out, this just sounds so much fun. And I've already thought about the fact that between Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk 2077, between those two games, that's 500 hours of my life. NBA 2K21, guys. Between doing a my career with a regular player like I normally would, as well as the fact that the WNBA, you can now do a my career with a player now. I want to do that as well. And then now we have the, the city. I could spend 300 hours in this game this season. This is, oh, it's amazing. But I just, I don't have power over time like that, gamers. But man, uh, NBA 2K21 sounds amazing. It actually comes out on November 12th. Uh, this Thursday, actually, same day and date as the launch of the PlayStation 5. So again, these features are exclusive to the PS5 and the Xbox Series versions. Cannot wait, guys. Absolutely cannot wait. So that's my news catch of the week. Let's check out and see what I've been playing in my captain's log. Gamers, this past week I played three different titles, the first of which was Little Hope, the newest Dark Pictures anthology title. I had spoken to it last week in my Captain's Quarters episode, and I have since beaten it. Uh, it is, as I had stated previously, where these games are typically on the shorter end, uh, roughly around five, six hours. This game was no different. I finished it in about six hours. Uh, it does have a ton of replay value if you are wanting to play through and keep all of your characters alive. Uh, essentially, these games are interactive movies, 
So going into them, I always expect to finish them pretty quickly. Uh, this game was no different. Thoroughly enjoyed the game. I just don't want to get too much into the details of why I enjoyed the game and a few things that I didn't enjoy about the game because I have a review that will be coming to you guys very soon. Next on my list of games played this past week, though, is Watch Dogs Legion. And if you remember, if you listened to my episode last week, I had actually stated some concern about the game and some disappointment, uh, ironically, because, you know, going into the game, there was a lot of hype around the graphics, and uh, just in general, I loved the original Watch Dogs, and going into this one, I had skipped two, uh, not intentionally, just kind of happened, and I was really excited to get back into that universe with Legion while playing the first maybe hour, uh, if it was even a full hour, I didn't get to the full open world London. And out of what I played, I was kind of disappointed graphically, gameplay-wise. So I decided I got to give this some more time. I really want to see what open world London is like. Mr. C from Gaming with Mr. C on YouTube, he told me, nah, trust me, man, when you get to open world London, things are a little different. So sure enough, this past week, I was able to put a few more hours into it. And guys, let me tell you, he was not wrong. Uh, Once you get into open world London and everything opens up and then just the details, graphically, you can't really appreciate it. the game when you're in these linear indoor and darker environments, which you are at the very beginning of the game throughout the tutorial. Once you get out into that open world London and the sun's all bright and you have this giant city around you and just the amount of detail within the environments and the puddles in the floor and just all these different things going on with uh, different people and pedestrians walking around. It's, it's an absolutely amazing feast for the eyes. And I'm playing on Xbox One X, and uh, it's just an absolute joy to, to visually uh, bring in. And on top of that, gameplay-wise, it improved as well. Uh, my biggest issues were the gunplay and the way that you kind of stick to whatever cover uh, environmental object you have when you're trying to get into cover and in and out of cover. Uh, I thought that was a little too sticky. Um, but I didn't have a whole lot of that going on in my playtime. It was more about exploration, uh, discovering the different fundamentals of the game, customizing my character, uh, exp- you know, just basics like that. And in and, and those instances, uh, and sneaking around and taking out people stealthily, that stuff is really good. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with it, um, as well as messing around with photo mode, which... If you don't know, I'm a huge fan in any game of photo mode, and this game is no different. It's very reminiscent to me of the recent Assassin's Creed games, Origins and Odyssey, as far as clicking on the analog sticks and different borders and uh, images and stickers that you can put on the photo and kind of doctor it up with. I really enjoy it. So definitely have enjoyed my time more recently with Watch Dogs Legion than I did initially with it. Uh, But the third game that I played this past week is Soma. And if you have listened to my episodes previously, you'll know that I did dabble in the game, but I never really gave it some, some quality time. And this past week, I, I probably about seven or eight hours, I was able to get into this game. And it is absolutely phenomenal, guys. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or if you've played it already, but if you haven't, on either of those counts, look it up, check it out. It was actually just on sale on Xbox's Shocktober sale for, I want to say it was $6, and it was well worth 
Uh, it is well worth $6. I actually bought it last October on their Shocktober sale and didn't get around to it until this year when I was trying to look for games for my uh, Terror on the Sea segment in October. And man, I got to tell you, the story in this game, I, I, I don't think I've ever felt as conflicted morally as I have as many times as I have in any game I've ever played than in this game. And it's not necessarily maybe what you may think when I say morally. Uh, let me, I, I just don't want to spoil anything for you gamers out there. Just trust me, it's an absolutely phenomenal story. The developer is the same developer who created and did Amnesia, uh, as well as its sequel uh, and the newest Amnesia, Rebirth, that just released on PS4 and PC. So they're known for doing some pretty good games, but man... Uh, I've just really become sucked into the story and really what I was doing. It's an absolutely beautiful experience, in my opinion. Uh, exploring the bottom of the ocean, just kind of walking around, the sense of loneliness that you feel as you're trying to figure out where to go, uh, the just the details within the research center that you're at that's on the bottom of the ocean that you're exploring, trying to find the last of civilization, basically, and and do a specific action to where you feel that you can allow civilization to go on. Um, man, it's just a lot of details and a lot of great story going on there and a lot to take in. And I've, I've just eaten it all up, guys. I've, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with Soma. Now that we've seen what I've played this past week, with what I played, was I actually able to reach my goal of 280,000 gamer score by the launch of the Xbox Series X? Let's check in on my gamer score quest and find out. Gamers, if you've been following the show, I have a current gamer score quest. To reach a gamer score of 280,000 by the launch of the Xbox Series X, which for those of you that are paying attention or not paying attention to dates, today happens to be right at the launch of the Xbox Series X. So as of last week, I had a gamer score of 279,455. So I needed 545 gamer score in order to reach my goal and complete my quest. Well, I got to tell you guys, I was able to do it. I did it, guys. 280,040 is my gamer score currently as we speak. So I barely, barely cracked the 280,000 mark. Uh, I did it with an increase of 585 gamer score over seven achievements in this past week. So gamers, if you're... So gamers... Quest completed. Now, just because I completed this quest, just like in any good game, any good RPG, doesn't mean that's it. I've created another quest for myself. My new quest, and this is going to be a tough one, uh, with the amount of games and the amount of lengthy games coming forward in the next two months that I want to play. But I'm going to put the challenge out to myself and we'll see how successful or not I am. But by... New Year's Day, by January 1st of 2021, my new gamer score quest will be to reach a gamer score of 290,000 on the dot. 
So 10,000 gamer score over two months. It is doable. It is possible. Definitely. I've done that and more before without even really trying. The problem is those 300 hour games that we were talking about earlier, guys. So we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see what I end up with come January 1st. So come on the journey with me. Let's see if I can complete another quest. But that'll do it for this week's Gamer Score quest. Now let's go check in and see what kind of gaming tips I have for you in the form of some buried treasure. Gamers, this week's buried treasure is all about watchdogs, and it's really probably not what you might think. It's about the photo mode, and the reason why I'm choosing to talk about the photo mode here, uh, Mr. C, as referenced earlier from Gaming with Mr. C, it was confusing and kind of cumbersome to figure out exactly how to get into the photo mode to where you can actually take a screenshot without having all the information and text and icons on your screen because who wants that on their picture right uh, so i figured i would help you guys out and let you know that like i said earlier you click in the two analog sticks to bring up photo mode and then once in there you do with it what you want add different filters borders stickers whatever you want to do once you're ready to take the picture you don't see an option on the screen to clear any of that off, any of the text or any of the icons, typically you do. And any other photo mode I've played, there is an option there for that. Well, in this, the only option really is to press A to take a picture. So you take a picture, right? Well, at that point, it puts it into an internal game photo album. At that point, you have the option to go into the photo album. Once you are in the photo album, at that point, when you select the picture you want to look at, all the different text and icons, they still pop up, but now it gives you the option to eliminate all that and you can take a nice, clean, crisp screenshot on the Xbox or the PS4. Now, why Ubisoft did this and had us gamers go through this extra step just to remove all the extra mess from the screen so we could take a screenshot for the Xbox or the PlayStation 4, I don't know. Uh, but either way, that is, if you were trying to figure out why you could not filter all this stuff out, that is why. For some reason, you have to go into the photo album, select the photo, and then filter it out. So that's what I got for you guys this week in my buried treasure. Now let's go check out and see what my captain's decree is this week. This week's captain's decree, gamers, is an interesting question that I pose. So it's in regards to the PS5 and some recently announced features that will not be making the cut and available at the PS5's launch on November 12th. So my question is, is this false advertisement? Is it disappointing? Should it even be a thing? Should we even be worrying about it and talking about it? If you don't know what the two features are that are not going to be available to PS5 gamers on launch day... They are no quick resume at launch and no expandable storage compatible at launch. You know, I can almost get the no expandable storage, guys. But no quick resume? Sony, you just showed this off and talked about how amazing this was at your last PS5 event. Like, I don't understand. Like, how are you not going to have that at launch? And I mean, look, I get it. The quick resume that's on the PS4 and even the current Xbox One, it's not the same and, and not on the same level of speed as the PS5's quick resume. But at the same time, 
quick resume is a function it should still be on there. I don't get it. I, I don't understand how that's not a function or a feature that is not available at launch of your console, especially when the Xbox is launching two days prior to you and they have no problem having their quick resume feature with I mean, God only knows how many games that you can run at the same time and, and hop back and forth between them. So I just feel like that's a not a death blow at all by any means. But I think that's a little blow to Sony. It's like, come on, guys. Uh, how do we not have quick resume? Expandable storage. You know, I, look, they came out and said that it's just under 700 gig that you have of actual usable space on the SSD. Which when you think about the fact that a lot of these games are going to be anywhere from 50 to 100 gig, we'll probably say with updates and expansions and DLC, roughly 100 gig a game you're probably looking at roughly five games realistically that you're going to be able to get on an SSD at once. And I get it. Some people are like, well, you know, I only play one game at a time, so it'll never bother me, et cetera, et cetera. I can uninstall games I don't play. But at the same time, should you really have to go through all that? And I would have at least liked to have the option. Again, Sony, your competition is already ahead of the game and ready they have expandable storage available. They have an expandable storage slot. I, I just, there's a lot of uh, frustrations there. Not major ones, guys, but just some minor frustrations there. Uh, a little disappointing. Um, so yeah, it, it is a little bit disappointing to me. It's not a deal breaker, neither one of them. But I'm just kind of surprised really more than anything about the, the quick resume. Uh, but dedicated PlayStation gamers that play all their games on PlayStation instead of multi-platform playstation exclusives everything like you only have a playstation this is your console for the next seven eight years i feel like you guys should be disappointed because that's i don't know maybe you won't get that many games out the gate who knows but i don't know i just i feel i feel they should have at least had the quick resume ready especially since they just spent a lot of time showing that off on their last event. But what do you guys think? Does it even matter to you guys? Please reach out to me and let me know what you think. Social media, my email, it's all there. I would love to hear your thoughts and see if I'm the only person that this has any kind of an effect on. Uh, not directly per se, but just in general, just kind of raise both eyebrows and put a big question mark, huh? You know? So is that a little bit of false advertisement? Was there a little bit of false hope? or belief or trust put out there on Sony's part? Uh, maybe a little. I don't think necessarily that it was intentional. Uh, it may be a situation where, like a lot of other companies, maybe COVID-related, where they fell behind and were unable to get certain things in the system to reach this launch date. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that's this week's Captain's Decree. That'll do it for this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed your time aboard the SS Gamer. You can join its crew by reaching out to me via email at lostatseagaming365 at gmail.com, as well as on social media on Instagram at lostatseagaming and on Twitter at lostatseagamin, the number one. Thank you for listening, and until the sea says otherwise, we'll keep sailing.